0: I'm Mitchell Vandenberg and I'm David Scarletescu and welcome to back to the scene a home for movie lovers that want to stay up to date on all things entertainment whether you're a super fan or a casual fan we got you covered we talk about a wide range of topics including film TV shows and all things relevant to movie pop culture so sit back grab some popcorn because we're about to get back to the scene Hello, fellow humans. Welcome to another episode of Back to the Scene. Yes, welcome. We have a crazy range of topics, and we've seen a bunch of movies, so we're probably going to split this into two episodes. Um, but let's get started on the topics, because there's a lot, a lot, a lot to discuss. Yes. Okay, so first trailer, I'm just doing a order of release, I yep. guess. Uh, Secret Inv- Invasion trailer dropped a little while ago. Yes, it did. Samuel L. Jackson Disney Plus series. Yes, and coming out in june if i'm not mistaken yep yep june 25th that was 21st 21st i think so okay something like that june 20 June. june 20 something we're getting secret invasion the market feedback from this trailer has been seems to be really really good the reception is phenomenal i definitely enjoyed it look i'm never gonna complain about more marvel content um Well, that's not fully true, but most of the time we'll not complain about more Marvel content. However, this one looks really good. The comments that I'm seeing are people saying that it's giving them Winter Soldier vibes. Mm -hmm. It's giving them this is what Marvel should be vibes, which to a degree I agree with. It's like, yeah, okay, I understand that component, like that the drama, the... the, the thriller kind of nature of it, at the same time, they can't do that with every IP that they have. There's only certain ones where that works with. Nick Fury, definitely one where it works with. Yeah. I also going to say, like, with this show, Secret Invasion, Marvel obviously doesn't, you know, directly adapt comics, never do, but they usually take inspiration from them. And, of course, they're taking inspiration from the Secret Invasion comics. And one of the things that was, like, one of the big kind of highlights of the Secret Invasion thing, or the mystery, is, like, who... Is the scrolls like out of the superheroes? Because like the scrolls, they shape shift and pose as one of the super or a couple of the superheroes. Yes. And you don't know the scrolls are invaded, but we don't know which of us are scrolls. With this, it's kind of you don't have that with this bunch of superheroes together. Yep. in it, so it's probably just be like I guess shield agents or government agents or whoever's Nick is working with, who he doesn't know really can trust. I'm guessing. Yes, because you're not gonna have oh he was a scroll all along yeah i'm not gonna have that no precisely and i mean I, th- I think we're gonna get a real kind of spy thriller style mo- tv series and i'm definitely looking forward to it i think it's gonna be thrilling and exhilarating from start to finish which is unlike a few marvel episodes or marvel series that we've had mm-hmm. um so yeah and they also confirmed that um, Amelia Clark is playing Talos' daughter in the show. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because people are thinking, like, oh, is she like going to be the scroll queen or something like that? But, like, no, I guess she's Talos' daughter. I'm assuming because Talos is a good guy. She's also good. Yes. But you never know. Maybe it's like rebellion, rebellion daughter kind of thing. I don't know. But I think she might be good. Okay. But never know. Interesting. Next trailer: uh, Spider-Verse. Spider Verse, yes, or into the Spider Verse, Spider Man. Into this is the final trailer we're getting. You think probably because it comes out in a month. Yeah, actually, a month and a half. Yeah, month and a half. Sweet thoughts. Um, it's good. Uh, it's (laughs) good. good. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of like what else is really added. Like we know that Miles is has a different, I guess, point of view than Spider Man 2099 does. Yep. Um, and I'm assuming, based on the dialogue in the trailer, that you know, they say, like, oh, you can't save this person because it would cause, like, a domino effect of, like, it's not to determine destiny or something like that. Because Peter makes a comment just like, if Uncle Ben died, most of us wouldn't be here. Or no, True. because Uncle Ben died, most of us. If Uncle Ben didn't die, most of us wouldn't be here. There you go. There we go. <laughs> so I'm assuming, like, maybe he finds out his parents are supposed to die or something like that. And he's just like, uh-huh. I'm going to save him. And Miguel, Spider-Man 299, is probably like, uh, no, if you save one of the, or them or one of them, it's going to damage the multiverse or something like that or as some kind of like timeline effect or something bad would happen as an effect. What about the rumors that this movie will be the introduction of Miles Morales into live action? I think there's going to be a cameo thingy. Yep. But um what about those rumors? The cameo of Toby and Andrew and I one. don't think Toby and Andrew. I think it's be Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. I think okay. the Tom Holland thing is more likely than the Toby and Andrew. Yeah. Uh, that's more likely. Yeah. And yeah, I think we kinda covered it before, just like there's gonna be there's supposed to be a scene where Miles is animated but it meets at a live action Tom Holland. Yes. that like river. a brief moment. That's the rumor. I'd I'd be down for that. Mm-hmm. I'd be down for that. Even if it's just yeah, like a quick a quick little cameo. That'd mm-hmm. be good. Also, the trailer kind of showed us the main villain of the next two movies, because this movie was broken up into two parts. Uh, The Spot, at the beginning of the trailer. Oh. So, yeah, he's the main villain. For those of you that don't know about The Spot, his name is Jonathan Ohm, I believe. Om, Om. It's hard to remember. Um, So many Spider-Man villains' names. Um, Somehow you still do the... Oh, yes. Fun fact, a little comic book history. He was a scientist working for the kingpin and he was trying to create he's like a lab technician basically creating supervillains and he ended up turning himself into one and he's known as a spot where he's got a bunch of spots over his body that he can kind of throw like discs and they open up portals Ooh! so you okay. can hop through different portals there's actually an episode that was uh down of the 90s animated spider-man series of the spot is one of the villains it was pretty good okay So he, do you Plot twist, do you think he'll be able to throw portals like America Chavez and go to the multiverse? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because considering he's going to be the main villain. Like, uh, the way the trailer kind of sets out, it makes it look like he's, like, a joke at the beginning. Yep. But I'm guessing he gets some kind of power upgrade or something along those lines, and then he goes full-on villain mode. And actually, maybe that is kind of a good that way of showing, like, someone, I guess, that people underestimate maybe similar to Miles, I guess. Moving on. Trailer I haven't seen yet. Blue Beetle. Yeah. Yeah. I I really should have watched this already, but here we are. Okay, so yeah. I guess I'm just talking about it. Yeah, so yeah. How, how familiar are you about Blue Beetle? Like zero. Basically nothing. zero. I think okay. you mentioned it on a previous uh, podcast we were talking about DC, so like a little mm-hmm. bit there. So there's actually three different versions of Blue Beetle. There's Ted Kord, Dan Garrett, and Jaime Reyes, and Jaime Reyes is the version that's going to be in the movie. And... Very different than the other two Blue Beetles, because the first Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, whose original Blue Beetle, is basically like Batman. Okay. just a rich owner of a tech company, dons a suit with a bunch of tech gadgets. Yep. Almost like Batman. Whereas Jaime Reyes' Blue Beetle, the third one, he inherits this thing called the Scarab, which is an alien scarab, parasite-looking thing, that yeah. attaches onto his body. A lot on his back. And, and gives him the suit. Yeah, exa- exactly. And what, what does like an the suit Howard? It's like an alien Iron Man. What does the suit power have? It's an armor. He can fly. He can create, all, like, weapons. Does he have, suit? like, energy beams and stuff? Yeah, like? yeah. So he can, like, create, like, yeah you know, like a gun blaster thing out of his arm. Like Green Lantern kind of style? Well, Green Lantern kind of can create objects, like, anything, whereas this is kind of more weapons. Oh, so kind of like Cyclops? or not Cyclops who's the guy with the what? who's the guy with the one eye in DC in the Justice League the one eye in DC in Justice. Robo, the robot guy oh, Cyborg Cyborg not Cyclops I knew it was something Cy something Cyborg yeah someone okay. to Cyborg like he can just create weapons yeah like okay. and make his gun or hand a gun okay like, <laughs> or like create a sword or whatever from his arms okay that kind of thing sweet alright so what did the trailer show uh, basically just kind of and the origin setup of him finding the scarab. There's some, see some shots of like the old blue beetle suits in the backgrounds. Basically just kind of showing us actually more of a family superhero film. Like his family is in on him being a superhero. Right. Actually, which is kind of different where it's kind of like keeping it a secret from the parents is kind of, he gets this scarab attached onto his body and he suits up for the first time in the trailer with his family around him at the table. And it's actually, when you watch from the trailer, they portray it in a very almost terrifying light because, like, the scarab attached on his body then then, like, starts, like, sparking and, like, the way the suit, you know, is growing on his body is almost, like, looks like a horror movie. Oh, okay. But, like, the way the tone is, it's... And is this one going to be something that they... It's also part of the scrapping from DC? Uh, no, because, well, James Gunn said it's completely separate from the existing DCEU and it doesn't have any connections to it at all. I think they mentioned Batman was in the trailer, but there'll be a Batman in the new DCU anyway, or DC Universe anyway. Basically, depends how well the movie does, I'm assuming. They'll keep it in. I see. It doesn't do well. So, other than that, we've got Shazam, Flash, and, well, we don't know the full ramifications of how Flash will be related to the new DCU, but... Hypothetically speaking, because I don't think Ezra Miller's coming back. Um. No. Flash, Shazam, and Aquaman 2 are basically all getting released this year, and they will not go any further. They're basically getting released into scrapped universes. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kinda like, well, even though there's like they're not gonna continue on with the story, I mean they are like A movie is a story in itself. So I mean, like, speaking of which, did what is Shazam's box office right now? Did Uh, it did it officially flop? Like, because we're when we were talking when we were talking about it, it was like, oh, it's looking like it's going to flop. Did it officially flop? It's it's flopping hard. Let me go to Box Office Mojo. It's not even uh, popping up on the top ones. Uh, I got to search for it. That's not a good sign. (laughs) Well, it's been a month, right? So, has it been a month? Almost, yeah. Came out on the 17th. Okay, so the box office worldwide is $128 million. Oh, my goodness. That's like, there's bad and then there's this. This is awful. I didn't think it was that bad of a movie. No, I thought it was pretty good. But they, it's just it's flopping so hard, though. Holy. Domestically, okay. I made $57 million. That's awful. That's so bad. Mario made more in its opening weekend than it Shazam it made worldwide. Mario made like double in its opening weekend, didn't it? It made one forty six million. I thought it made like three hundred and something. No. Worldwide? Worldwide, we should not really compare worldwide because because the way with how films are released, they release into different countries at different points of time, so like if you're comparing, so domestically 18. it made 120 Domestically, Mario made one forty six opening. Weekend. Yeah, so it made almost three times as much as Shazam domestically in the opening. Oh yeah, domestically, yes. Africa, Ever... yes. Oh. That's crazy. It made more than it did worldwide too. <laughs> yes, that's nuts. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So Shazam has officially flopped. Let us hope that Flash. I don't really care about Aquaman. That's fine. He can meet the same fate. Flash, I mean, Flash, Flash. Flash. I really hope doesn't meet the same fate, but I just can't see Keaton. it meeting the same fate with the, all of the marketing Keaton that's coming Michael and the Beckham. yeah, Michael Keaton Plus coming the in the huge positive word of mouth about getting. Yeah, that's, that's true. True. they're showing it at CinemaCon in two weeks. There you go. So we're gonna have a bunch of critic reviews. We're gonna that's have true. to try and avoid spoilers like the plague. So actually, the problem, yeah, because it's not like a embargo kind of thing. It is like we short us in CinemaCon just everyday, well it's not every eight people but it's cinema owners and people that yeah but they're not going to be they're, they're not, not they're be... not they're not restricted no. to a embargo no they're not they're free to say whatever yeah avoiding spoilers like but like... they did that with ghostbusters afterlife and there wasn't really a bunch of spoilers going around okay so. so fingers crossed the thing is like it's more people in the industry so they don't really care about spoiling things yeah well but you never know you no, no. we'll see We'll see how it goes. There hasn't been a movie this size or the, like a comp book movie showing this far ahead of time and like for us to, you know, really compare it to. Yep, fair. Okay, well, Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it doesn't meet the same fate. They're showing a trailer really early for this. Isn't this a drop in like... August. No- oh, August? I thought it dropped in like November. No, it comes out in August. Right okay. Right after Ninja Turtles. Speaking of movies that drop in November that released a trailer very early. The Marvels. Yeah, actually. Yeah. This one's very early. That's a short. It's kind of a teaser. It was like... Yeah, it was a teaser, but, I mean, they did show a lot. I mean, they showed more or less a plot point about how they're all kind of connected, and they showed a bit of the villain in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure how I feel. Oh, I'm going to get razzed for this so hard. I'm not sure how I feel about Miss Marvel being in this movie. Oh, really? No. Not sure. At the same time the more screen time they can take away from Brie Larson, the better. Oh God. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just being honest. I'm being completely honest. This is becoming a piece of micro content. Um, possibly, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Stoked that Monica Rambo is going to be in it as much as she is. You know, I kind of like a little bit that Ms. Marvel's in it, actually. Just because like, well, I feel the trailer is just kind of like the heartbeat and the fun of it. This I mean is the teaser. I haven't seen the movie. That's true. I guess. I guess that first scene where she like just pops up in space. I mean, that was pretty. That was pretty funny and like a little bit of a relief. But or at the end, I think when she like sees a goose and when she gets transported to that alien ship and is freaking out that this cat just ate a bunch of people. Yeah, that's fair. That I just like fun. if let me put it this way: if Miss Marvel comes out and just starts. Kicking too much ass, it's gonna start bugging me a little bit because she's just in no way proven herself and in no way even used to her powers remotely at this point. Have you? Did you finish the show? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. Then I'm not. I, but I stand. I stand by what I said <laughs> by finishing the show. <laughs> um. So she's awesome. gonna need a little bit more character development. Let's put it that way. Also about the trailer, I kind of feel that like. It almost doesn't feel like a Captain Marvel sequel. It almost feels like it's a whole unique thing. Why would they do a Captain Marvel sequel? Because it made a billion dollars. Yeah. It is a Captain Marvel sequel. Yeah, but since since then, that character has not received the same ovation. I wouldn't even say the character. The actress. I guess. I guess. They have to do something because I'm telling you right now, people will not get up to watch... The same way that they went to see Captain Marvel. Because here's the reason, we've already argued about this. The only reason Captain Marvel made a a billion dollars is because it was the only movie, the only movie released right before Endgame. Had it not been released right before Endgame and had the giant easter egg from Infinity War where we needed to know why he called Captain Marvel and how he knows Captain Marvel, it would not have made that much money. It was the buildup. It also, got a lot in the build-up. I also think, well, I mean, that could be a factor, but also I think, too, is kind of Marvel's first solo female female superhero movie, which, I mean... Was it really? Yeah, it was. So I guess there's that kind of aspect around it of, like... the And marketing look, of. I'm not going to shit on Captain Marvel. Also, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I'm not going to sit here and say I did not like the movie. I thought it was a really well-done movie. I'm just saying it rode the hype of only one movie be- in one year between Infinity War and Endgame and we waited 9 months to find out what that post credit scene meant from Infinity War Yeah I mean, we'll see we we'll, honestly okay we'll Might see for sure up. well we'll see for sure what the marvels box office does because we're kind of in a difference climate when it comes to superhero movies now as opposed to back then because like that let's be honest once it was the avengers endgame era in between infinity war and endgame was the height of what did uh black panther make off the top of my head yeah i will meet over a billion the first one we're talking about the first second one sorry black panther wakanda forever 800 million however that situation is a little different because like the main star is no longer in that movie doesn't matter does it matter? Kind of does. It's like the main character. Like, no, they wanted to know what everyone wanted to see. What the tribute to him was. I. It's a movie with a sequel that doesn't have your main character in it. Yeah, I um, guess I it. think it's a okay it's a factor. A factor. You have to consider it's it as it's a, a factor. factor. It's a factor. It, it made almost a billion. Let me put it, it made this, a little bit less. Let me put it this way: if the Marvels cracks eight hundred million, I will be shocked. I'll okay. eat. I'll eat a tree. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay. I I wouldn't. I'm not making that bet. To be honest with you, but I'm okay. making that bet. If eight hundred million, if worldwide. the Marvels I mean, cracks eight hundred million worldwide, I will eat a tree. Yep. Okay. I guess we're moving on. We talk about Captain Marvel <laughs> a lot. Um. Another female, I like guess, sort of. Superhero. So excited for this, Ahsoka! Oh my goodness, I'm Ahsoka excited for this. Wow, it is, it is about time. This is a character. Obviously, we got a hint of her in live action in Boba Fett and in uh, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but, but, this is a character that deserves. I mean, as a Clone Wars fan and a Rebels fan. This character definitely deserves some legit screen time, and they better do some explaining on some shit because I would love to see some Ahsoka flashbacks to some live action during the Clone Wars kind of stuff. I might be dreaming on that, but I'm really, I've got high hopes for it. Otherwise, no matter what, even if they don't have that stuff, I will definitely be watching this. Very excited yeah. for it. I'm also, I thought it looked really good. Um, I noticed that there is a bunch of like cameos of different characters from Rebels. I never watched Rebels, but I kind of like see posters of characters. New villain too with an orange looking lightsaber. Is that just from color correcting or is it actually going to be an orange lightsaber? Probably an orange lightsaber. It's very intriguing. I don't know. I watched the trailer once. (laughs) Yeah, but the orange lightsaber shows up multiple times. I watch it again and tell me what okay. you think of the, okay. of the color correcting. Because okay. the guy looks evil. He looks like an evil mofo. But, but, the lightsaber looks orange. I have to be honest. Okay. Either way, like I said, I'm going to get up and watch this. Definitely hope that there's some Luke Skywalker cameo action in this as well. Gotta have that. Gotta have that. I guess I mean like in that in this time period, it said he is kind of I guess the most powerful Jedi. Am I wrong? Oh yeah, I and with the success of how they've had him on screen and how well that's been received so far in the Star Wars series, I just can't see them not doing it. They don't want to overdo it, but they definitely have to have him like a little bit. Like it is kind of hard to just have because if you notice like, when he was appeared in the Book of Both, Fat Luke Skywalker, they really limited his speaking parts and had to kind of uh, Ahsoka do the longer-winded explanation to Mando in those scenes. Yeah. Because it is very hard to make a human face. It's it's expensive, too, probably. Oh, yeah. For a TV show budget. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, they've done a great job. Honestly, what I want is action Luke Skywalker. I don't need him talking. That's true. I just want action Luke Skywalker. Honestly, it's even better when he doesn't talk, when he just rolls up and just, like, dominates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That that season two Mandalorian ending just gives me chills. The amount of times I've watched that is unbelievable. And next week is the season finale of Mando. I know. I'm I'm actually getting close to being caught up now. Yeah, I just watched the last episode last night. Well, it just came Where out. Where are they at right now? Se- uh, episode episode seven. seven? Yeah, okay. It's so I just watched question. I just watched six last night. So I'll be watching seven, uh, seven tonight probably and then getting ready for the season finale. It's going to be some crazy shit dropped. It's probably going to be like Moff Gideon comes back or some shit. I can't say. Okay. Okay. Still on Star Wars. Yeah. You know sure. it. 3 Star Wars film projects coming out. You know what? I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. Don't come at me or come at me. I stand by what I'm about to say. I'm okay with them doing 15 years in the advance with in the future with Rey. What is all your beef with Rey? I don't think she's a bad character. I think she was actually a pretty good character. I like I, I like the sequels rewatching them are they my favorite trilogy no but do they rewatch way better than the first time absolutely and I don't think they're that bad yes there's some things that can irk you and piss you off I understand there's some stuff that kind of messes with what you we thought was canon but at the end of the day it's more Star Wars content however the other movies that were announced lord they better go through with that shit yeah I have a little list of uh if they Failed do not, Star Wars, if, if the they do the not go through with what they've announced, oh my good! Because okay, here we have the Ryan Johnson trilogy that was well that was announced a while ago. Yep. that got dropped. I'm assuming got dropped. They haven't confirmed it got dropped, but I don't think Ryan Johnson's gonna be doing that trilogy. Then we have the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron film that is no longer happening. Which is they made to- the game though. Well. But the movies. Yeah. No. Okay. It's like Top Gun in space. It's well. true. There was the pitch. and Oh, no. So I badly wanted to see that. Me, too. <laughs> I thought it was going to be dope. But anyways, okay. Kevin Feige was announced to be working on a Star Wars film. That's no longer happening. And David Lindelof, who is like a showrunner on Watchmen, was writing a Star Wars film. And that's no longer happening. And uh, the only one that's been announced that we're not sure is Taika Waititi. They think I think they still said that's still in the works. Tyco Titi Star Wars. All I can say is one thing: with what kind of people Star Wars fans are, can you blame them? I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do this. Honestly, I really wouldn't. Would, yeah, directing a film that's like, oh great, I'm gonna be absolutely blasted. Uh, like you're gonna get ripped to shreds. Ryan a- Johnson almost ruined his career over the Last Jedi. That's how badly it was received. Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, and he came out with knives out and then glass onion. Absolutely everyone loves him now. Yeah, I mean well, and all of us People only remember so no, people only remember your last at-bat, So it, it doesn't really yeah. matter. The thing is though, they really need to go through like that old Republic announcement is bananas. If they do some old Republic shit, people and James manigal go one riding on, Chris. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just really hope they go through with this. I will say one thing though. I don't mind that they're gonna be doing especially after coming from Disney World where you can tell that the sequel trilogy is what they're building the IP around now. It is, it is the current generation's prequel trilogy. The, all the people that grew up with the original trilogy hated the prequel trilogy and shat on it. Now the prequel trilogy is reveled by Star Wars fans everywhere, myself included. Hayden Christensen was hated. Hated. I don't think people realize how much people hated Hayden Christensen when the prequel trilogies came out. I still see a bunch of hate for the prequels to be honest with you but there's still a little bit of hate but not as much. But my point is is it's people are coming around. People are coming around because the generation is growing up and that's the series and that's the Star Wars that they grew up with. And Hayden Christensen is the most loved actor of all. When he showed up in Obi-Wan Kenobi, people lost their marbles because they want that Anakin. That's the Anakin that they grew up with. And I think the same thing's going to happen with the sequel trilogy. Yeah, It's going to take years, but the kids are going to grow up and they're going to be like, this is the Star Wars that I grew up with. Rey is my character, mm-hmm. right? And th- like I said, the way that they're doing it at Disney World, all the IP and everything around all the rides is a sequel trilogy. You have Rey literally in Rise of the Resistance. The ride is called Rise of the Resistance, not the Rebels, the Resistance. You're battling against the First Order and Kylo Ren, like, so... I don't think, I think people will come around to the sequels the same way they did with the prequels. Um, There was the same frustration and angers when those came out. But here's the thing I think they've exhausted the Skywalker saga. I think they need to just quit and try something else. Do a full reboot. Scrap everything. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Good lord. No, please, no. No, I just, I think that if they go with the first movies that they want to do and they do the ray 15 years into the future thing i don't think it's going to fly i think they need to do a reset and just spend five six years whatever it's going to take making an old republic trilogy that is going to knock everyone's socks off question with some crazy lightsaber choreography that brings back the prequel style choreography that everyone loved because all the jedi and sith will be insanely well trained at that time like that video game old republic is still one of People's favorite IPs, Star Wars fans' favorite IPs. Mm. And it's such an old video game. I was just going to say, this thought just kind of popped in my head. Yeah, it sound like Peter here. But um, do you th- ever think they'll do like a remake of the original Star Wars, like 50 years, 60 years down the line, at some point? Do you think they'll reboot the universe ever? I really hope so. I really do. I think it deserves at point, it. At some point, do you think it'll get so cluttered that Miles was like, hey, why don't we do a reboot? I would love, honestly, as much as I love the prequel trilogies, love a lot of the things, there's a lot of things that I wish just got more in-depth. I think they could do more movies about the prequel trilogy. I think there's more that can be explained. I think there's, as much as I love Revenge of the Sith, and it is my favorite Star Wars movie, there's still a lot of things that I look back on. When you read the novelization of the movie and stuff, you're like, shit, some of that stuff should have been in the movie. Or even stuff you could be like, you could change different things about like, the plot even that you think may be more effective yeah a hundred percent you could so, yeah a hundred percent you could um so yeah I, I think I don't think it would be unwise to do so I think right now maybe not the best time but yeah you're right yeah you yeah. know now not- 20 30 40 50 years in the future hundred percent why not because someone else announced that they're remaking an IP that everybody loves Segway. <laughs> what what did you think of this news? I kind of thought it's honestly probably a smart play, to be honest with you. Because, like, interesting. The, thing, the only thing is, because they're not films, it's HBO. Like, would you get as much money as you've heard to do it? But then again, why would you do another film series exactly the same? It is only, like, a 20-year-old franchise. But, like, doing another seven movies minimum? Here's the thing. The difference between the difference between now. That being said, the, does that mean they're scrapping the Fantastic Beasts series? Because with the whole Ezra Miller debacle, does that mean that that's just toast? because like, they were supposed to do six movies for that. Yeah, but I also feel I think that because let me look at the box office. Because I don't think it performed. Secrets Dumbledore. of Dumbledore did not do well. Because that, that was Johnny Depp, though. I have to be honest. I think that was Johnny Depp more than it was Ezra Miller. So, no, was it the Secrets of Dumbledore or the last one? Secrets of Dumbledore. Dumbledore was the last one. Yeah. Okay i only seen the second Fantastic Beats. Dumbledore, Dumbledore. It made worldwide 407 million. That's so. Terrible. It probably just broke even, but for a Harry Potter movie. What did Prisoner of Azkaban make? Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah, that's the third Harry Potter movie. Oh, I guess. Yeah, okay. I was trying to see what the. As. It's a. Okay it made stolen for time here as it loads seven hundred and ninety seven million what year two thousand and four, so adjusted for inflation, we're honestly looking at, oh wait, did you say seven hundred and ninety seven million, yeah, almost eight hundred okay, never mind, that's not even close, okay well, yeah, so bad. inflation to be over a billion, okay, I thought no, I thought that was two hundred and ninety seven million that's why I was like, <laughs> okay, no, it's seven hundred and ninety seven yeah. no, that did well, so I'm gonna you know, I sat with this. I sat with this information about the HBO Harry Potter thing for a while. And at first, I was definitely like, what the heck? There's so many more IPs that you could do. You could do a spin off Snape series, a spin off Dumbledore series, a spin off Voldemort series. Like, there's so much stuff you could possibly do. A spin off Marauders, like Sirius Black, a young James Potter, like, tons of stuff you could do. They can still do that. I think what people don't realize is this is not like, oh, we're doing this and we're never doing that stuff. They can still touch that stuff. If anything, what they're about to do now will open the door to be able to do more of that stuff in the future. Because here's what's going to happen. I still think there's a big divide between Harry Potter book fans and Harry Potter movie fans. The, the book fans despise a lot of the things about the movies because they were changed to be cinematically for pe- pleasing for film purposes there's you've got to change you stuff can't put like a 2,000 page novel in you one two hour movie you it cannot not work. it's impossible terrible but you can put that book into a 10 15 20 episode series yes yep here's what's going to happen they're going to make it book specific and book accurate they're going to please the book fans because those book fans are finally going to get what they read and wanted to see on the big screen when the movies came out. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to be hyped watching this. It might be the first time I actually subscribe to HBO Max because of it. Oh, actually, it's no longer HBO Max. As of yesterday, it is officially now called Max. Okay. I it well, might not be... get that in Canada. All right. Well... Crave with the HBO or with the max boost is what we're going to get. But anyways, my point is, is after sitting with it, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea because the Fantastic Beasts did not go how people planned. It, it, they did not get behind the IP. Yes, I liked it, but is it anywhere near what Harry Potter was? Not even close. Not even close. Well, okay. If I'm a casual fan. I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. I only saw one Fantastic Beasts movie. There you go. It was a second one. I only came because you asked me to. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm like, I haven't seen the first one, but sure. Um yeah, so I mean, I think it's a great idea. Why uh why try to rewrite the wheel when you can actually do this? Make it accurate, please a lot do a lot of fan service, and looking back on it. It's not going to take away from the original Harry Potter series. You still have those iconic characters and that iconic... The those movies iconic movies... appearing disappearing in thin air. No, no, no. We're not rendering them obsolete. We're just going to make something more specific to the books. And like I said, fill in those gaps that we didn't get to see on the big screen. I honestly think that they're not going to be as similar as people think. People are worried, oh, well, you're just going to make the same thing that we watch but longer. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to... Because if you ask anybody who's read the books... And again, I read them a little bit in elementary school, so I'm not the best person to talk about this, but I know for a fact that Prisoner of Azkaban is the furthest thing from how accurate the book was. The movie is so far from what actually happened in the book that it pissed off a lot of fans. It pissed off a lot of fans. And I think that if they can make these series way more accurate to the books, then they're going to do a fan service like no other yeah and it's, it's just like the plot points will always be the same for the most part, like the main things. But when you have a two-hour movie approximately or two and a half hours, if each episode HBO usually does kind of longer episodes that are usually like fifty minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. that's like even if it's only eight episodes, that is eight hours compared to it's three times as long as the movie yeah I mean think of how much more they think of how much more they can add think of the the character development think of the story arcs they can put in think of the dialogue they could literally just import from the book now like they don't have to rewrite the dialogue they can literally just you might want to uh, depends I don't know there's certain dialogue where people, like I said, when they watch the movie, they were upset. They're like, well, this was said in the book and it wasn't nah. even mentioned. But like at the same time, is it like, A, is it an important thing to add to the movie or two, did the actors have a better idea and it's more the fans, it that way? Look, at the end of the day, the market decides. And if the fans think that it's something that should have been added to the movie, then it should have been added to the movie. If it was, again, possible cinematically. And I think it will be possible in the series. Yeah. Also, you never know. They might have added even more stuff that wasn't in the books. Who, they they, they can time but like or to add i i think again i think that what they're going to do is they're going to remake they're going to remake this and it's going to take i think people are getting upset for no reason it's going to take years to remake this they're not just going to drop like eight seasons eight boom. seasons no. boom it's over like it's going to take a long it's time probably... This is probably going to be like 20 year project not 20 year project but like cuz like i mean 2 years eight... per season oh, i guess it depends yeah Jan... It depends, I guess, really on the what their process flow is. Because I mean, let's be honest, you might as well freaking have this thing greenlit all the like all eight seasons. Unless oh, if you're up. gonna greenlight one season, you greenlight them all. You're not greenlighting. I all mean, if it does terrible, they can. It can but they here's can stop. it won't do. But won't here's my idea on the thought. It. Here's my idea on the thought process. They're not gonna do a spin off of all these other series that everyone wants to see, like the Young Snape and all that, until until they watch the show until they watch the show then they're awesome. going to watch the show and they're going to be like now we can do a spin-off because we can dive deeper into these characters that people have already seen and like to be honest as a casual person that watches harry potter i if they announce anything i probably would not care at all of any spin-off other than this reboot exactly but you're going to watch again. the reboot watch the reboot and then you'll care more about the characters exactly. and then you might watch this because of has i haven't watched the last, Harry, like, the mainline Harry Potter movie hasn't like come in, like, 10 years. Or over 10 years, right? 2011? Yeah. 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 I so, think it was 2011 in Deathly Hallows Part 2, yeah. Yeah, so that's 12 years. That's I remember old. I got I got Deathly Hallows Part 2 on... Fuck, back when they did this Blu-ray digital copy. Do you remember that? You uh, buy the Blu-ray, and then you get the digital copy download for free. They still do that. Oh, really? But every time you buy a Blu-ray, it comes with a digital copy. Oh, okay. Well, when it was, like, new... I remember how crazy that was. I was like, "Whoa! I can get a free digital download as well and watch this anytime I want." Yeah. So yeah, it must have been 2011 or something like that. Yeah. I just remember the marketing for that movie. It was literally Voldemort's face and Harry Potter's face and a date the the release date of the movie, and it said it all ends on. And that was like that's all they needed. The marketing the the ip that they built ahead of that was so good that all they needed was just the date two pictures and it all ends mm-hmm. that was it they didn't you need know. to say harry potter deathly hallows part two we all knew we were all waiting for it this kind of almost feels like when andrew garfield and they started like quiz cast spider-man and they did the amazing spider-man series because this was kind of like the first time like a major character Garvey cast where they didn't have like a yep yeah, plethora well i guess if we want to count like i don't know all the other ones are kind of different situations. I'm trying to think of, like, Superman and Batman, but those are kind of different situations, whereas, like, Spider-Man was, like, right off the heels of Spider-Man 3. They're going to shoot Spider-Man 4, then that got canceled, like, days before they're about to shoot, actually. Yeah. And then, hey, let's do a reboot, and then everyone was kind of very resistant to it. You know, and I think that's another thing that irked a lot of people from the Fantastic Beasts as well, is, like... Dumbledore just wasn't believable. And don't get me wrong, I love Jude Law. I think he's a great actor. Believable as a character, or like that—that's the same person. That—that's the same person. It—it it didn't feel like the same person at all. It just didn't. I have to be perfectly honest. You look at the Dumbledore flashback in Half Blood Prince, where he meets Tom Riddle, is like it's supposed to take place a few years after Fantastic Beasts. When we see that Dumbledore, and you're like, "There's no way." <laughs> There's no way you're like, like this guy aged just the worst way possible. <laughs> like, Is it like the X-Men kind of continuity kind of thing? A little bit. Which 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 one are you referring where to? Where do we begin? How <laughs> oh, do <did> we begin? <laughs> X-Men continuity. Are we talking like every character? Magneto? <laughs> I Aren't feel it... like that's probably the worst one. I was just saying, well, I guess there's Mystique, but they made a thing where it's like, oh, you don't age. Yeah, that was a reach. But yeah, yeah. so, no, I think uh, I think they're doing the right thing. I think a full recast is probably the play at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to have Daniel Radcliffe play a 12-year-old or 11-year-old. However old. And you know what's going to be cool is they're going to be able to, because what's popping right now on on like social media and on TikTok, I've seen a lot of footage from Hogwarts Legacy, the video game that just came out, and people love the little nuances of being in your own, Um, Hogwarts? No, being in your own, uh, what are they called? visiting world, or your own character? No, parties. Are they called parties? You mean, like, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff? House? House! Okay. They like identifying with certain houses, because in Pottermore, the website, you can figure out what house you belong to. Do you know what house you would belong to? Yeah, actually. You guess. What do you think? Slytherin. It's a good guess. That's what I thought was going to happen. Really? No, it was not. That was, um, let me, okay. I know Gryffindor is kind of the more hero one. Slytherin's kind of the more like evil one. Yep. Or maybe not evil. Why would you have like a house of like, hey, these are the evil kids. Is it kind of more like selfish or uh, competitive people? Is that what? It's just, it's just funny because on TikTok, Slytherin is like the cool house and Griff that has all the parties and Gryffindor is the one that like, Calls the teacher like the teacher's pet kind of mm-hmm. situation. So it's okay. it's kind of interesting how people have kind of adapted that. But yes, back to it. Who do you think? What, what house do you think? Uh, Ravenclaw. Yeah, Ravenclaw. I just think I was a Ravenclaw. The thing is, actually, it, I don't I don't know what Ravenclaw is. Like I know that. So name, Raven, like, what is what is their like? So name? Ravenclaw is known as the basically the smartest and most like the highest performing oh. uh, and highest educated wizards. What's Huffle Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff Hufflepuff is the, like, kind of they're a joke of a party, oh but God. at the same time. So it's t- Ninja Turtles, basically. Yeah. So it's, it's exactly. So Ravenclaw's Donatello, Hufflepuff's Michelangelo, Slytherin's Raphael, and then Gryffindor's Leonardo. Yeah. So <laughs> it's basically like Hufflepuff is a joke. However, they're really, really good with, like, herbology and things like that that nobody gives a fuck about. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, the TikTok memes are crazy because it's like, oh, Slytherin's throwing the parties. Ravenclaw are these like euro techno guys, but they also they um they make the potions. The potions are like what get people drunk. So they're like they're basically the nerds, the book smart ones. Mm-hmm. And then Hufflepuff are the weirdos that bring all of the herbs, the weed basically. <laughs> and then Gryffindor calls the this teachers is really the game. No, no, oh. this is just what people have adapted on TikTok, like uh, as their identities. So I Slytherin see. has become the cool party that you want to be a part of, followed closely by Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. And Gryffindor has been named the Gryffindorks. Um, I have a feeling I'll be part of that group. Roo Mitchell. Um, I was a big teacher's pet. I was a Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> i be completely honest with you. I was sitting hey, sit in front of the class. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You pr- you're a high performer. So. Anyways, my point is 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 my point is with all of that is that people want to see more house dynamics and in-the-house dynamics, not just Gryffindor is where Harry Potter is and they're the best and barely hear about Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw and Slytherin is the ones that mess with everyone and they're mean and evil. Mm-hmm. I think people want to get deeper into that kind of drama and the depths of what each house means. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. My final thoughts. I do love Harry Potter. It's honestly... Ooh, question now, actually. I mean, yours is going to be really easy. But if you had to rank in order your the these four IPs, oh. rank them from your favorite to your least favorite. Um, Actually, for you, let's make it five because <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Okay. Marvel, okay. DC, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, Star Wars... Ninja Turtles. Okay, okay. This one, hmm. I know. <laughs> this thing is the problem of the top two. I know. Because that's what. That's why I knew. I knew your top two is gonna be. If it's Spider Man, that's number one. But Ninja Turtles above Marvel, except for Spider Man. That doesn't count though. Marvel is in. Spider Man is in so Marvel, then so Ma- Spider Man has to be above. Saying that's what, So yeah, Marvel will be above, and then Ninja Turtles. Yep. I still have to watch my Spider Man's own thing, but whatever. Okay, Marvel, Ninja Turtles. Um, what are the two options? are Harry Potter, Star Wars, DCU, DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Wow. Okay. Easy. Okay. Yeah. So me. Uh, Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, DC, Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah. Not surprised. I mean, I'm not a huge Ninja Turtles fan, so you knew. But the t- those top four are the ones the the uh, the order, and I just that's the thing. If it wasn't for Spider-Man, Star Wars would honestly take the cake. I really love Star Wars. If it wasn't for Spider-Man, cake. Take. exactly. But yeah, so that's my that's my order of IP. I love Harry Potter as well as very close underneath Star Wars. So those top 3 are my most coveted and then I mean DC's DC. It's it's decent, but it's it's definitely not cracking top 3 for me. Okay. Well, overall yeah, I think this is a very long episode. <laughs> Well, and this is just this is just the topics. Yeah, we haven't even got to our movie reviews, which will be on the next episode. Yeah, so because this episode's so long, listen for the next episode for all our movie reviews. Mitchell, spitfire the movies we got to review. Uh, uh, we're going to review the Mario movie. Yep. Uh, John Wick, D&D, and Air. Isn't there one more? Did we watch one more? Creed 3. Did we? I thought we reviewed that. Did we review that? 100% reviewed it. Are you sure? Yeah, because we did. Yeah, we had Hmm. I feel like we did. We must have. We'll look back before yeah, we do this episode. Was the last episode, because we did the Shazam box office review, and then there was the Creed three one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We did. Yeah, because we both agreed that that was after thought process that was our best movie of the year at that time. Okay. So we have four movies to review. Uh, listen for that in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry, this one was a long one. Hopefully, uh, you can listen to it in bits and pieces, or maybe you binged it. Thanks for listening. We'll get you guys in the next one. And that is a wrap on this episode of Back to the Scene. Thanks for listening. It would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you're listening. And if you guys want to reach out for anything, whether it's questions or ideas for the show, please make sure to hit us up. We'll have the email and all our socials in the description of this podcast.